0: Hello friends, welcome back to Stellar Arcanum. We have something special to share with you today. We haven't been able to get together to record new episodes lately, for obvious reasons, and we haven't been able to work out a remote recording solution that we're happy with, so in the meantime, we have a little treat. A while ago we recorded some Stellar Arcanum-thieved improv exercises and had a lot of fun with them. We hope that this can serve to bridge some of the content gap as we all move forward together. We love you all, enjoy, and travel safe.
1: Did you do a sound check of all of us? Did everyone talk? No, they didn't. (laughs) I oh, totally tracking You're a liar, James. Well, you sound great.
2: And I sound amazing.
1: You do. So then there's Sexy James voice.
3: 1-900-STIVER.
2: That's right. And that's sexy Ken voice. What about sexy Adam voice? What does he got? Uh-huh.
0: Well, if you need help Ken, through you, day, call 1-800-STIVER. Hey, He's there to cuddle you for all your cuddling needs. Hey, Come girl. On. But if you need help with any of your cuddling it? needs, call 1-800-STIVER there for all your cuddling needs.
2: Oh, yeah. By the way, this is Starver, and uh, I'm cuddling you right now with my words. Mm
0: -hmm. He's word cuddling. Word cuddling. cuddling. Mm -hmm. So who wants to go first? Oh Oh my gosh, really
3: fine, I'll go first. I'm the most nervous.
0: All right, all right, who who wants (laughs) to partner up with Ken?
3: I believe that's Adam.
0: Oh, is it me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and you will actually enjoy this
3: one. I'll pick one specifically I wrote for you.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Sector Public Radio. My name is Oban Aris, and we have some uh, wonderful stories today brought to you by my co-host,
3: Jonathan Silvercloth.
0: Thank you for joining us, Jonathan the Silver Clown. It's always great to have you on board. As always, it's a pleasure. Thank you. So, sir, what sort of stories do you have for us today?
3: Well, actually, in entertainment news, we've got a report that Half-Life 3 is finally scheduled for an imminent release. The temporal adams are very skeptical on its release this year.
0: Now that's interesting because I've heard that particular game has been in development for uh, not only thousands of years but an entirely different reality.
3: Uh, They have stated that they are 100% certain that this will be the quarter they actually finally release the highly demanded fan-made game of Half-Life
0: 3. That's well, absolutely fascinating. Well, it, now, are you aware of any of the features that this game may hold, such as any of the uh, virtual reality capabilities, augmented reality capabilities, or your general, any of your standard sex mods?
3: No, actually, they're uh, saying that they want to go old school and finally continue the story of this individual named Gordon and mm. classic 32-bit graphics.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, 32-bits... There are two bits of Watts. I'm not familiar with the terminology. Uh,
3: it took me some field research and mm-hmm. we're still waiting on some replies back from the specialists. However, it's apparently an archaic form of visual stimulation which include blocks and something called
0: shading. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So, Now, can you answer me definitively, there will be no sex mods?
3: Well, no. I cannot definitively say there will be no sex mods. However, mm-hmm. it would be a drastic impact to the bottom line of their PL if there were not. Don't you agree?
0: I most certainly do. Thank you for bringing that to my uh, attention. The uh, the first story I have on my docket, apparently there has been a teleport accident on Terminus Prime that has left two minds swapped between paravan Barvatar, the taxi driver, and Prime Minister Birkins. They have swapped their bodies between uh, the human Prime Minister and the goblin Parvatar, which uh, could have drastic implications on local politics.
3: Reports that I received is that they're actually looking forward to having a higher intellect finally make some decisions on the planet.
0: Well, it would be a marked change of pace.
3: Yes, yes, it would be. The other thing that I was noted of this particular story is what caused
0: the actual transport incident? Was
3: it a faulty in its manufacturing, or was it just simply callous disregard for the uh, manual of operations?
0: Well, from what I understand, and this has been loose conjecture, no confirmed reports, is that some sort of um, some sort of local delicacy uh, known as a hot dog fell upon the controls and caused no end to local havoc.
3: Well, there has been a storied historical and, uh, dare I say, lore-based incidents in regarding hot dogs within that mm-hmm. particular sector's history of recorded events.
0: Well, I would certainly like to hear more about that at a later time. Do you have a uh, another report for us today?
3: Sir? Actually, yes, sir, I do. This is actually coming from the... The finance sector it -hmm. is apparent that in one of the um, habitable planets that the value of plastics have skyrocketed as the amount is becoming ever increasing however the individuals who are stating that they have uh, access to this resource are actually vegan gelatinous cubes and they are celebrating inherently at this discovery
0: now i have heard reports that local bands of gelatinous cubes have done wonders with modern production but have they taken over the plastics uh, industry entirely?
3: It's uh, quite a a strange dichotomy of ideology and habitat. So you have some who are very morally obligated to what they call a save the planet, and others are stating that it goes against everything that they have been taught, which is to simply consume Mm without giving back, it is in Mm -hmm. their nature. It is not only a strange social phenomenon, but imagine that there's actually a planet out there where plastics are are finally coming back uh, in vogue, so to speak, where Mm -hmm. they can be uh, used as a resource for trade.
0: Well, I know that for quite a long time, gelatinous cubes have, have been hailed as the icon of modern capitalism and consumerism due to their nature to simply consume. But it is interesting to see that uh, a certain group of them have also been pressed into production. It's, uh...
3: Yes, it, is, it definitely marks a turning point, a fork in the road, so to speak. For the, uh, the race as a whole. Not only the fact that their commercialism and consumption has come to the forefront, but the ideological aspects of them caring about the planet.
0: Well, that is certainly an interesting turn. Speaking of business news, I will say that a local cargo ship has been arrested for hauling a certain breed of genetically engineered mushrooms that are used as hallucinogens. The issue being that these, these particular mushrooms have been specifically patented for their genetic structure, and the smuggling in of genetically patented organic mushrooms to a violation of certain copyrights in the sector. That's fascinating. I wonder what Prime Minister Pali would think about that in these days. Well, I would certainly like to find out. They're due to make a statement any hour now, and the moment that they do, we will, of course, bring their statement directly to you, the listeners.
3: The universe is now hanging on the actual responses. So great news.
0: Well, it is certainly an important case in copyright enforcement. so tell me what else do you have for us today?
3: Well mine unfortunately is, is not as savory as what you have stated. However, I do have some updates in regards to the local food industry in regards to whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a rare brand of whiskey from the East that is finally available outside of its native country and the monks are set to file protests saying that it's a national treasure. How do you feel about such things?
0: Uh, so these local monks are they the ones producing the whiskey? That is correct. They do not want their whiskey to be exported is that correct?
3: Correct. However, they have an overabundance that is filling up their cloisters where they don't even have enough room to practice their daily katas.
0: I see. Well, that certainly seems restrictive. Then what sort of objections do they have in the dissemination of their homebrewed Um
3: They're stating that it is more of an internal cultural treasure, as they put it. Mm-hmm. However, it not only does it stand to make the cloisters and the monks' homeland as well as their places of worship much more profitable and mm-hmm. they can take care of some of the infrastructure issues such as roads and outhouses, Sure. but it, it is in stark contrast contrast to their belief that something as such a tasty treat, and mm. as such as a rarity as this is, that should be kept in house and revered and worshipped that
0: way. Well, I can certainly understand the importance of proprietary internal traditions, but then who is it that is making the uh, authoritative decision to disseminate these alcohols against their will?
3: It's the head of the monk cloister called Centauri.
0: Mm. So it is, a, uh, it is an internal faction dispute then?
3: Correct. I believe it's when tradition actually faces commercialism and the onset and growth Of a a generational gap.
0: Well, it is unfortunate that the organization as a whole cannot come to a common agreement.
3: That is true, but I do hope that they do, to steal a very trite saying, obtain enlightenment and find out what is good for the whole as opposed to the good of
0: the one. Indeed, indeed. Well, I would like to finish up today's discussion with a bit of good news. Oh, excellent. What is that? Well, it seems that from a local animal sanctuary, there was a bit of an escape. The sanctuary was not fully equipped to handle all the animals under its care, and a very excited exploratory blink dog escaped from these services and wandered away across the city's Side and began helping the elderly cross the street. Uh, you said a blink dog. A blink dog. If oh. you're not familiar, if our listeners are familiar, they are a, a type of celestial-based hound that has moderate teleporting abilities. And as also, they're very, very good boys.
3: Hmm. That is amazing. You know, if I had an animal, I'm not sure what I would probably name a blink dog. Probably Storm. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing name. Mm-hmm. How much help do you think this particular Blink Dog has, has helped well, with the, the with current— with
0: their uh, teleportation abilities, they were able to find elders looking to cross the street and simply teleport them directly to the other side.
3: That is truly, indeed, a universal good boy.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, thank you so much for your time today, sir. And we'll be back for our next announcement here in just a couple of hours.
3: Thank you. And as always, this is Jonathan Silvercloud signing out.
0: And I'm Oben Ars. Thank you for listening to Sector Public Radio.
1: Good afternoon. This is Lilith Jones bringing you the afternoon update from SPR Radio. I am joined today with my co-host, Chance Baker. Chance?
2: Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well, because we certainly are. Anyways, what do you have on the agenda today?
1: My first story of the day includes a new smart laser that has been developed by Skyline Industries. The laser can be programmed with a specific biosignature as a target. Unfortunately, some family members of the intended target have been hit due to similarities in genetic structure, and this has caused quite the problem.
2: Yes, this uproar has definitely caused a problem where some families believe that there simply wasn't enough testing involved with different biological entities to uh, really separate the difference between these entities. And to be completely honest, I, we don't normally give our opinions here, but I just want to say that I kind of agree here. If you look at the testing results here, they only tested for one month
1: and yet the individual biosignature is intended to reduce civilian casualties and for the most part it has done so
2: now you cannot argue with results and if we look at the statistics on the matter yes in the target markets this has absolutely done what it said it should do but what about those families what do you think
1: Civilian casualties are always a tragedy. If we can limit those in any capacity whatsoever, are we not morally obligated to do so? We've reached out to some genetic experts who have stated that although total numbers are still outstanding and have yet to be configured, the number of civilian casualties has been dramatically reduced by this implementation of the smart laser.
2: So we ask you out there, do you feel like this has been a success? Let us know. In other news, let's talk about the politics of the matter. Elder Brain Kronach disagrees. Should Mind count as multiple votes during the election at Cronk 3? Because they are one singularity. Does that mean each mind flayer is not an individual? That is what uh, Elder Brain Kronach says, he disagrees. We are all individuals here. Just because his an elder brain doesn't mean he owns the election. Most experts disagree, of course.
1: This brings to mind the question of a hive mind mentality, if each being that is, an aspect of the host has their own sentience or not. If they do exist in a three-dimensional space, how can we deny them their individual personhood despite being part of a collective?
2: And that is exactly what Elder Brain Cronach says himself. Elder Brain Cronach says that given a any mind flare outside of certain degree of range, is an individual without the high brain itself and is mostly a suggestion of who it is and not the total identity of self. What else but do depending we have to
1: on imagine? how deep hmm? those suggestions run, it brings into question the matter of free will and if those individual bodies truly possess the capability to vote according to their own judgment or only in accordance with the judgment of the hive mind.
2: That is a wonderful point. And honestly, we would love to hear your points if you are a mind flayer out there and not part of elder brain. Chronax hive Mind, please let us know your feelings on the subject.
1: On a lighter note... Oh,
2: we'd like to hear that
1: today. Last weekend's necromancy wrestling tournament on Omicron 5 hit a sour note when one of the undead entities attacked a VIP audience member rather than the skeleton in the ring. Charges are pending against the necromancer in question. However, a valid argument has been raised that the necromancer's intentions were solely for the undead being to fight in the ring, and that being subsequent attack upon the VIP audience member was outside of the necromancer's control.
2: I believe we have live audio of actually that exact encounter. Hold on.
1: Oh my god, he hit
4: me! He hit me in the face, his necromancer! <laughs>
2: You get back uh, in the ring! One! He's two, three, me. three! All
4: I did was four, tell
2: you, you are sorry three, pile
4: of you to count
5: out!
2: So that was the last audio we had of the actual incident. And I gotta say, now we are not sports broadcasters here on Sector Public Radio, but there is something to be said about being a spectator versus being in the actual arena. And I think this is a black eye on the Necromancy Wrestling Tournaments League because, honestly, they just don't need this in their PR right now.
1: That is a valid point, Chance. The Necromancy Wrestling Tournament has long suffered with controversy.
2: Yes, there has been many, many times in which they have had to go back out into the world. We've seen it plenty of times into the galaxy and just apologize and behalf of some of these necromancers who just can't seem to keep themselves in the arena and i'm not sure what what that says about the uh, league as a whole though we or will say dark arts. yes exactly but we will say that because of this tournament and because of things like this uh, you know population has risen in getting into these universities and into these dark arts so who's to say it's bad and who's to say it's good
1: Listeners, we would love to hear your comments on the morality of necromancy.
2: Yes, we would. Well, let's look at another uplifting moment here, though. Absolutely. Um, There was recently a reservation for young mimics that have been open on Snarlack 2. A preservation for just these mimics that it seems like, are going extinct in some parts of the galaxy. And I think this is wonderful. Have you ever seen a baby mimic? I have. Have you?
1: It was a sight to behold. It is
2: absolutely a sight. (laughs) Just to hold it in your hands.
1: I must say that the concept of a reservation or preservation, Mm -hmm. these are very politically charged terms, Mm -hmm. and it is extremely important that the lines between the two are fully delineated.
2: Absolutely. So the idea here is that there is a reservation of mimics that have been uh, pulled out from planets that have, for one reason or another, deemed them as evil to the point that they cannot be used on certain planets. So now that they are on this reservation, there is now A preservation of making sure that they have their own culture.
1: Are they forced to remain there or are they genuinely there for their own protection?
2: For now, unfortunately, they are forced to remain there until such time as the Galactic Empire sees them in the light that they can speak for themselves.
1: So currently, at the
2: moment, they look like a whole bunch of tables, treasure chests, trees. There are a couple of bushes. We have seen one giraffe, and that has been very interesting. They have yet to actually, what would you say, communicate in a way that would enforce their culture.
1: Indeed. At this point, it is up to the Galactic Alliance to make a final ruling Mm -hmm. upon whether or not these beings are considered a protected, endangered species.
2: It is important to note that adventurers have been hunting these mimics for years
1: we would not drive any species to the point of extinction.
2: Mm -hmm. Hold on there. I think that we actually have on the line a guest expert here. Hold on. We have a mimic expert here? Uh,
0: Yes, that's right, Uh, Chance. I am an expert in uh, mimic affairs.
2: And what is your name?
0: Uh, My name is Tarek.
2: Tarek, it yep. is very nice to meet you, Tarek. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Hey, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to what I have to say, James.
2: Yeah. So what is your take on the Mimic Reservation Preservation?
0: Yeah, um, it is my opinion that Mimics as a whole should be uh, annihilated and exterminated and removed from any sort of experience that may be had in, uh, in any world, anywhere.
2: Have you ever held a Mimic Baby in your hands? And Chance, have you <laughs>
0: ever gone to uh, open up a treasure chest and have that treasure chest open you up instead? It is not an experience anyone should ever have, Chance. There's no excuse for that. All I wanted was some gold, and I got my entrails on my out trails. That's not where they're supposed to be, Chance!
1: There are other experts who have stated that the extermination of any species mm-hmm. is harmful for everyone in the galactic region.
0: Yeah, and have, and have your entrails always been on the inside? Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome, Chad. Thanks for having me out. I appreciate it. No
2: worries. Listen, uh, if you would like to donate to the Mimic Reservation Preservation, then we will definitely have all the information that you need in the future. Thank you.
1: Just call 1-900-555-214-686-4999.
2: That is a catchy number. It's really hard for anyone to miss that one, isn't it? Indeed. Do you have any more?
1: I think that has all of my news information done for the day. Chance, do you have any more? Well, you know what? I us? actually
2: have one more story.
1: Oh, please do tell.
2: So, the tell-all book from Mythius. The Lord of Betrayal from the Nine Hills is finally out. Finally. It is finally out. And uh, from what everyone says, it really tells all from the entire Nine Hells.
1: That is amazing news. We have been waiting for this update, for the publication to be complete, Absolutely, for over so, 30 years.
2: Yeah, Messias has uh, been a leader in the Nine Hells and all the things and basically the entrails of some parts of humanity. So it really makes sense that he actually finally releases his tell-all book.
1: It should be extremely informative.
2: Absolutely. It will be.
1: I look forward to reading it. Do we have a release date?
2: Oh, we definitely do. So the release date will be two months from now. You can join him on his book tour. To
1: get a signed copy.
2: To get a signed copy, yes. To the Nine Hells and back.
1: That is fantastic news, Chance.
2: Yes. We're glad we finally got to see what is it really like for devil lords in the Nine Hells.
1: Absolutely. And listeners, please, we would love if you write to us or give us a call. And let us know what it is that you're looking forward to next. Mm, Enjoy the rest of your day.
2: Signing off, Sector Public Radio.
4: SPORTS BALL!
2: Woo! Are you ready for some sports ball?
1: GALACTIC <laughs>
2: SPORTS
3: BALL!
1: Da, da, da. GALACTIC, yes, sports, Galactic sports,
2: ball. SPORTS BALL! Is that GSB?
0: GALACTIC SPORTS Galactic BALL. I do not
3: respect sports your ball. rhythm. I was not impressed with your performance.
4: GALACTIC SPORTS BALL! GALACTIC SPORTS BALL! Oh, uh,
0: Alright, who's going to be <laughs> your... Uh, we decided on um, Red and Kendrick going first? I believe so. Yep. Did
4: we?
1: Yeah, yes. It was decided- yes, we did. Oh, fuck.
5: Good afternoon, sports fans, this is South Herada. I'm representing Team Hadouken from the planet of Tawatha-D. I'm here to cover all the amazing sports places and sports things that happen here on Tawatha-D.
1: Uh, you're joined here today by Molly O'Reilly. I'm here to represent the Mycroftian Ligers as they play against your team today.
5: The name of your team again was
1: the, the Riders? The Mi- Mycroftian Ligers.
5: Oh, the Mycroftian Ligers. Ligers. Against, Ligers. against Team Hadouken. Indeed.
1: Indeed. Mm.
5: Well, who a tiger
1: is a cross between a lion and a tiger, ah, don't you know?
5: a Hadouken is a spiritual fireball sent from the soul to penetrate their enemies. So who do you have in your lineup today?
1: Well, our two MVPs as it stands right now is Robert Robertson and Ambrose McKenzie.
5: Ah, McKenzie, I've heard he's got amazing stats this season.
1: He has.
5: On our lineup, we have Antler Inoki and Daigo Kazama. They are related. In what way? One's a brother of the other.
1: I see.
5: Yes. (laughs) and Inoki actually practices the ancestral version of Anasuki, which means uh, the power of murderous intent. Oh no, what is he? Hmm? What?
1: Could you say that again? I I
5: said Anakasuken! Pretty much. Anakasuken. Anasuki. The Masatsu. The to play with murderous intent.
1: Anakasuken? Yes.
5: Daigo Kazama actually practices the way of the electric fist. Much more peaceful art. Being one with the
1: rain. But how exactly does it help them hit the ball?
5: Well, they focus on their inner chi. They focus their, instead of their line of their spirit, they focus on a single dot. And that dot is that ball. And that ball goes in the hole exactly where its home was supposed to be. And they score.
1: Well, that's a lovely thought. Yep,
5: yeah, that's why they're called Team
1: Hotdogging. Well, from what I've seen, well, it takes a Ambrose McKenzie blocking that shot. You know, so He's the best goalie that we've had in many a year.
5: That's true, and nothing has gotten past McKenzie. Not the rain, not the wind, not the snow. His defense is absolutely phenomenal. He is like a steel wall. He's like a closed door. He's like a fly trap. He's like my ex-wife.
0: <laughs> Get back here, you ginger. Get on it.
4: I just want the game to start. We're recording in here. You're not allowed. Well, you should have put a sign up. We do have a sign. Learn to read. Where's the
5: sign at? Are you
0: fucking bonkers? You show me where the sign is. It's right here where the sign is. (laughs) You see the sign? is right there.
5: Sports balls enthusiasts, if you want to see more, tune in to this Saturday at 9 p.m.
2: Hello, sports fans.
4: How are, are you, you today? Are you ready for
0: Galactic Sports Ball?
4: I believe we are ready for Galactic, Galactic
0: Sports Ball. Ball.
4: Yes, as my as my co-host has said, we are ready for Galactic. Sports
0: Galactic Sports Ball.
4: <laughs> my name is Marco Marcos. And I'm Karen Borat. And we are here
0: to talk <laughs> about it. That Galactic Sports Ball, so good.
4: We are here to tell you about the wonderful game that is happening today. Oh, it's going
0: to be great today. What did you say your name was?
4: My name is Marcos Marcos.
0: Marcos is going to be such a good game adventurer today. Adventure
4: extraordinaire, then John Sports Ball Adventure All. And then after that, I have retired into the world of commentary.
0: That is way more backstory than we needed, Marcos. We're going to have some great teams today fighting off against each other. They've really proven themselves in the preseason, but they're really here to prove even more today.
4: This is the first game of the season. The
0: real season, not the preseason. This is the the real deal. The season season. When the
4: metal gets to the battle.
0: That's right. The metal to the pedal, the rubber to the road. When the laser hits the flesh and the
4: sizzling yes. starts. Yes, that is like exactly what the, laser hits cooking. the
0: flesh. Oh, it smells so good, Marcos.
4: You're right about that. Anyways, so this is the first game of the season. You telling me?
0: That's right. We're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see the match between uh, the Mucus Smashers, which is, I hear, a lovely name in their native Slaw language. There are a bunch of Slaws in this team, Marcos. Who do you got on your side?
4: We got the Clover City Iron Claws.
0: This Clover City Iron Claws versus the Mucus Smashers. It's a game that we've been waiting to see for years Actually, now. I don't
4: think anybody's been waiting to see this for a while. I've been but waiting it... to
0: see this, Marcos. Well, I'm a person. Don't you count me out of this.
4: I will not. You're, you are very important. I deserve important. respect,
0: Marcos. I respect you.
4: Because I'm Karen Borat. You really are. Announcer extraordinaire. I believe you. Because I'm right here next to you and you are marvelous!
0: So so uh, in in your team who who are you keeping your eye on?
4: I got Slicks McGlish.
0: Slicks McGlish!
4: He is a power corner.
0: Oh We've, uh, we've seen some the... power corners in the last few days, uh, Marcos, but uh, none as powerful as <laughs> Nix McGlish.
4: Yes, exactly. He has been up there on the charts.
0: He's powerful, and he's
4: cornery. He does the power cornering more than anyone else has done power cornering in the history. Well, not the history, I'll be honest. It's just season. I've been announcing these very... games
0: for years, Marcos, and I've never seen a stronger power corner than Nick's McGlish. <laughs> Except, of course, for our brand new up-and-corner, Garaka. Garakaka. Garakaka. I have heard of him, young entity. He's uh, just just been uh, hashed from whatever another mm-hmm. regions the slods come from. I'm not entirely sure about their biology, Marcos. But he's just coming to being, and he's an amazing being, and he's a power corner.
4: Let me ask you this, please because do, Marcos. It, not a lot of people have been asking this question, um, and I want to ask you this question. Please do. The question is this. As simply as I can ask it. Please do. Is that, do you think, with him being such a young slod, Uh can he handle the pressure of the Galactic Sports
0: Ball League? Oh, that's one of the things about slods. The money, the fame,
4: the people shouting his name. It's
0: because Sandy has no control over a slod. He can be born right into it, be magnificent, and then explode into nothingness like the rest of his kind.
4: We will see when this game is over
0: what happens. Yes. If he cracks
4: under pressure, we will know he was not meant to be.
0: Yes, but that's uh, nothing I'm really excited to uh Now, granted, I'm, what ex- else I'm do you excited have to on hear about team, the power yeah. corner of grok, grok, grok but there is the minor forward this year that we have in Samash Orr, and he's going to be amazing. He's Did you say previous
4: Orr? Samash Orr. Samash Orr. Samash Orr. We have heard of Samash Or He's
0: great in the preseason.
4: He was great in the preseason. Now it's the
0: regular season, and I can't wait to see what he's actually gonna do. If
4: we are, if we are to believe anything, and if I, you do great I'm in the preseason, Marcos. you will do better in the regular season.
0: Well, the regular season is where the points actually matter, exactly, as opposed to the pre or postseason. And season. if and if
4: it is not the the great coach Grukoc.
0: Ah, oh, Grukoc. Now. The yeah, Heart we all of fame. have lots of opinions about Glucknock.
4: Look, but we could not say this. Uh, look, he said himself, the game is the most important when those who have scored the most points at the end are the ones who are the true
0: winners. Mm, that sounds like quitter talk to me, Marco. That's
4: not quitter talk, and you know it. Anyways, this is why we are here today. Let me tell That's you about right. the MVP. We're here to see who the
0: better team is.
4: And let me tell you right now.
0: It's going to be the m- mucus smashers.
4: I have to tell you something. This is this is something that uh, is my opinion, of course. All right, Marcos. But after words. covering the Clover City Ironclaws, okay. I can tell you right now, the true MVP of the season uh-huh. will likely be... Uh-huh. Thomas Throat
0: Crusher. Thomas Throat Crusher is the nobody. You say right...
4: that, but he is the best quarter superback there has ever been. Now, I. His his statistics last year are far more statistical than the other statistics of the other I've seen super quarterbacks. Quarter
0: Superbacks in my excrement, Marcos. He has a long way to go before he can prove himself to me and most of the sector.
4: So if he, let me ask you this.
0: Yeah, I'm, go for it, Marcos. If he... I'm listening. ...beats uh-huh. this
4: team today... Oh, the Mucus Smashers. The Mucus Smashers. Yeah, uh-huh. Would he have your respect?
0: Would this team of uh, absolute abject nobodies with no singular talent whatsoever and uh, no individual players worth any mention whatsoever have uh, gained respect in my eyes whatsoever? Absolutely! Because that's the way Galactic Sportsball goes! You win, you get the respect! YOU LOSE! YOU ARE NOTHING TO ME MUCUS SMASHERS! YOU ARE NOTHING TO ME! I PUT MY LIFE BEHIND YOU AND YOU FAILED ME! YOU ARE GONE!
2: It is like the Great One said once,
4: uh-huh. to be the man, To be the man. you must beat the man. You must beat the man, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Woo! Now let's get it ready for the Spons Ball! Sports ball!